Welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason St. Clair. We're going to talk about, first, the Pentagon confirming U.S. performed counterterrorism raid in Syria. U.S. Special Operation Forces launched what Pentagon officials say early Thursday was a successful counterterrorism mission in northwest, uh, the northwest Syria, provided few other details of the operation. The raid at Atma in the Syrian province of Idlib was under control of U.S. Central Command. Defense departments didn't, uh, did not identify the target or the U.S. military unit that launched the mission. The mission was successful. There were no U.S. casualties, Chief Pentagon's spokesperson said. More information will be provided as it becomes available. Charles Lister, a Syria analyst of Washington, D.C., a uh, D.C.-based Middle East Institute, tracked social media posts about the raid that were coming from the scene. He said U.S. helicopters laden with commandos landed at the residential building of the Syrian town of Dair Balut and tried to capture an unknown target, while simultaneously attempting to evacuate non-combatants from the scene. Fighting broke out and nine people were killed, including three kids and a woman. Mr. Lissa said in a Twitter message, unknown if the target was killed or captured. Sources at the scene identified the target of the U.S. command strike as senior leader Haras al-Din, an armed group insurgent affiliated with al-Qaeda, fighting, with the Syrian civil, uh, fighting in the Syrian civil war. While Defense Department officials said the raid was, success, was a success, Mr. Lister is more guarded about the outcome. He said that the House of Virtue leveled with drone strike continuing even after the U.S. helicopters left. It was clear for some time that the, uh, that the special operations wasn't going to plan. Two hours of the site is very unusual and high risk, Mr. Lister said. The New York Times reported that the U.S. helicopters had destroyed on the scene after uh, had to be destroyed on the scene after a sustained a mechanical problem. Jeez Louise. Combat missions in the region have come under increased scrutiny since August 2021 when a botched drone strike in Kabul killed 10 citizens, civilians, including seven children. While initially insisting the mission was successful, U.S. officials later acknowledged that the wrong target was struck. About 1,000 U.S. troops operate in Syria in support of the mission against ISIS. Okay, let's see here. Let's go on to uh, the U.S. is rehearing allies about the Houthi escalation against UAE. The U.S. says it will deploy guided missile destroyer and fighter jets. I think we talked about this yesterday to assist the UAE against the current threat. The announcement came after a phone call between U.S. Defense Secretary and the Abu Dhabi Crown Prince. Despite Joe Biden's vows to turn the U.S. focus towards what administration sees as U.S. challenges, including dealing with the rise of China, Washington is scrambling to signal its commitment to the support of Gulf and its allies against the security threat posed by Iran and its Houthi proxies. America will have the backs again in the region, Biden told reporters uh, Monday after Houthi strikes in Abu Dhabi, which are considered a factor in rising high, rising global petroleum prices. The UAE, a member of the Saudi-led coalition fighting Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen, suffered its third missile attack in consecutive weeks on Monday. The escalation has made Yemen one of its Yemen one of the Middle East conflicts keep getting keeping the Biden administration military deeply engaged in the region. The U.S. is forced to rethink its policy there. Biden told reporters last month that he was considering returning the Houthis to the list of foreign terrorists a designation President Trump made in his last days in office. Okay. The U. This is from Business Wire. The U.S. is still keeping nearly ten billion dollars of Afghan assets frozen to the Taliban, but says banks are allowed to send humanitarian aid. 
U.S. banks and aid groups are all allowed to send money to Afghanistan for humanitarian aid per, uh, proposes purposes, sorry, humanitarian purposes, as it continue to keep nearly $10 billion of Afghan assets from the Taliban. The Treasury Department said on Wednesday that transferring the money to Afghan citizens' help would not violate sanctions and put the country after Taliban takeover last August. Afghanistan faces a number of humanitarian crises since Taliban seized control and money from overseas sources stopped coming in. Some aid groups stopped sending money to Afghanistan due to the Taliban being in power, and the U.S. froze around $9.5 billion assets to Afghanistan's central bank to stop the Taliban from accessing it. The U.S. has since warned that millions of people could starve in Afghanistan, or the U.N., and some parents are reported selling their children because they need money so badly. Yo. I mean, what's the $9.5 billion going to do when the Taliban get their hold of it? Are they going to help out the country? Do they have a history of doing that? The Treasury said on Wednesday that the banks can transfer money to Afghanistan for humanitarian purposes and the aid groups can support clean water projects and pay teachers, healthcare workers at state-run institutions. Banks can process transactions related to humanitarian work, including clearing, settlement, and transfers through to or otherwise involving privately owned and state-owned Afghan depository institutions. Going to finish off with this one in the Philippines, Philippine Navy to acquire BrahMos anti-ship missile. This short piece of part, uh, this, oh, let's see here. So, India has secured its first export of coastal defense variant of the BrahMos supersonic cruise missile. A U.S. $375 million contract includes acquisition of three BrahMos batteries along with the provision of training, maintenance, and logistical support. It's an expensive missile. The Philippines Marine Corps Coastal Defense Real, uh, Regiment will operate the system. With delivery of the missile batteries to begin early 2023, a single battery will have three transporter erector launch vehicles, each with three launch tubes. The system is produced by the Indo-Russian joint venture Abramos Aerospace. Oh, interesting. Joint venture Abramos Aerospace and the weapons version of Russian's NPO, not going to pronounce on NPO 3M55, Rocket jet, ramjet, powered anti-ship missile. Oh, that one's nasty. The system entered in service India over a decade ago, and the anti-ship and land attack versions are now in inventory, and air launch variant is also near entering service. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason Clare. Take care, and I hope everybody's doing well. Bye.